What's going on, everyone? You are listening to the Modern Markets Podcast, brought to you by FOMOHUD, where we discuss topics ranging from world banking to decentralized platforms. So sit back and enjoy, because you're going to learn today. Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of the Modern Markets Podcast, presented by FOMOHUNT, brought to you by Cal Toro and your host, Titan Inc. And now the summary for today's episode. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the airlines getting bailed out with your money because of their negligence. The United States government is considering giving away free $1,000 to $6,000 checks to every single citizen in America. And the Fed continues to pump trillions of dollars in liquidity into the repo markets and other markets. All this and more coming up right after your global markets update. In North America, Trump invokes the Defense Production Act. The Defense Production Act gives a sitting president the power to use private businesses to supply resources to the government. This can be physical goods, labor, or whatever means necessary to increase production for what the government needs. For the COVID-19 scenario, these resources would be to increase the production of medical supplies. FEMA has also been activated, as announced by the president on Wednesday. Quote, FEMA is fully engaged at the highest levels. Today, FEMA is activated in every region. Unquote. For those not aware, FEMA is a federal emergency management agency and is normally mobilized during national disasters. The agency has been used in the past to provide personnel, supplies, and resources to affected areas in the U.S. Perhaps the most public use of FEMA occurred in 2005 during Hurricane Katrina. In the European Union, travel to the U.S. from England and Ireland has been blocked, EU shutting down external borders for 30 days. The restrictions are for people traveling from outside of the EU. At this point, travel within the EU is still allowed, which should keep the flow of goods within Europe moving. The European Central Bank has announced an $823 billion emergency purchase plan. The pandemic Emergency Purchase Program, PEPP, will run until the end of 2020, even if COVID-19 is handled before then. The objective of PEPP is to purchase, quote, private and public sector securities to counter the serious risks to the monetary policy, transmission mechanism, and the outlook for the euro area posed by the outbreak and escalating diffusion of the coronavirus, COVID-19, unquote. To put it in layman's terms, it's a government buyback program. And now for the show you've all been waiting for, let's get right into it. All right, all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome back to another episode of the Modern Markets Podcast. It is your host, Titan Inc. And today we have a lot to cover. And this is actually a bonus episode, the first bonus episode of the Modern Markets Podcast. Uh, if you guys want to go check out the Modern Markets Podcast, make sure to go check out anchor.fm slash modern markets. And if you want to check out the newsletter that I'm actually using for my reference in this podcast, you can go to modernmarkets.substack.com. Okay, we have a lot to talk about. And obviously, if you are keeping your ear to the ground on the markets and you're looking at what these central banks are doing for their quote stimulus packages you might notice a trend and if you don't notice the trend I'm going to help you notice it I'm going to point it out for you and show you what the next stage of helicopter money or or as we like to call it fiat is going to look like so what has been presented in uh, the United States for example is to give every American a thousand dollars one of the proposed solutions was by Mitt Romney to give every American $1,000 one time. Some others have raised the total to maybe $6,000 depending on your income. So somewhere between $1,000 to $6,000 you would be given depending on what your income is to be able to combat the coronavirus. That's their plan. So this is something that has been discussed by Andrew Yang. If you are not familiar with Andrew Yang, he was running for president in this year's 
Sanders presidential election before finally dropping out to uh, to Bernie Sanders, uh, Joe Biden, and the likes. And Andrew Yang presented the idea, uh, what he calls the freedom dividend. And this freedom dividend was essentially supposed to be a thousand dollars a month universal basic income across the board to every single American. And I believe, if I recall correctly, this freedom dividend was going to come from basically excessive or taxes on top of big companies like Amazon or companies that are replacing their labor with robots, which I'm also going to talk a little bit more about because I think the coronavirus is going to shift the entire world into a different type of understanding and different type of look into how labor is going to work moving forward. I think that remote work is going to become much, much, much more common now that something like this has happened. A lot of companies are getting crippled by it. So I think there's going to be contingencies for something like this in the future, which would mean that remote work would become much more common. Now, what that also means is that robotic labor could become a mainstay for a lot of these industries who need their workers but can't access them right now because of you know the coronavirus. Uh, obviously, if, they're, if the workers were all robots, there would be no problem and the plants could continue as normal. But that's kind of an aside to, to what I wanted to really talk about, which was, again, the freedom dividend or the uh, the $1,000 universal basic income. So is this a good thing or is it a bad thing? And are you going to get money if this goes through? Well, yes, you would get money if this does go through. Now, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing is really the, the hardest question to answer here, but I'm going to try to explain it in ways that maybe everybody will be able to understand. And, and honestly, it's very hard for myself to understand just what kind of impact this could have. Now, I will say, and this is the argument for the freedom dividend, or this is the argument for giving cash to Americans, or, or even across the world, we'll talk about like Japan's doing the same thing. I, I believe there's a couple of uh, Hong Kong was also giving away like 1300 US dollars or the equivalent of 1300 US dollars to their citizens. So it's a very common idea right now to just give away cash. But let me tell you why this is such an interesting concept. And I want to also say that what I think would happen in the case that this does go through, this is obviously going to be a very popular idea and it could find its way in being passed to law, but never repealed. So we could see uh, $1,000 checks every single month. Now that would be a lot of money to spend but it's not like we haven't seen that kind of money spent over the years anyways. And the amount of money that's being spent on the airlines, for example, or will be spent on the airlines should make you absolutely furious. And I actually posted this on my Twitter showing that the airlines are asking for a bailout of about $50 billion. Now, why do they need a bailout? Well, you know, it's it's reasonable. The economy is going to be slow because of coronavirus, you know, etc. Obviously, nobody's going to be flying. That would be a huge hit to airlines. But get this, if you're running a company and you run an airline company, you run an airline company. So you know that if anything happens, to the entire world and, and the entire world has to have a standstill and there, there are no flights or there is a decrease in flights or whatever. Okay, you're an airline. Your job is to make sure that you have funds to be able to survive a situation like this. But get this, that's not what they 
did. They spent 96% of their profits on buybacks. Let me explain what a buyback is. A stock buyback is essentially where the company uses their profits to simply buy back their own stock while their stock is increasing, giving them profits back from the stock. Now, here's the problem with that. If the economy tanks like it is now because of the lack of, well, there's a lot of reasons, obviously, but for the airlines in particular, the, the lack of you know people on the flights, the lack of traffic uh, because people are self-quarantining in their homes and pe nobody's traveling. If that happens to you, your stock is going to crash as, it, as the stock market is crashing. Your profits are going to crash. So not only are your profits and your stock crashing, but you've also set no reserve for your ability to survive in a situation like this. And here's the worst part about it. American Airlines is one of the airlines. And I, I, by the way, I'm going to get back to the whole giving away cash thing. Don't worry, I'll make a, a, a loop around. <laughs> so... So uh, the American Airlines actually went through bankruptcy in 2011 uh, with their parent company, AMR. AMR merged with US Airways Group and this formed the American Airlines Group. So they've already gone through this before in 2011 and they do it again. This is ridiculous. And you as a taxpayer are gonna pay to bail out the American Airlines once again because they don't know how to manage a simple balance sheet. And when you don't know how to manage a simple balance sheet, you get problems. You might get evicted, you might get foreclosed, you might have serious financial problems, but when the American Airlines does it twice, the second time they get a bailout because they're too big to fail. If that doesn't make you angry, I don't know what will. But let's get back to giving away free money because that's what this is about. So this is a, a lesson I've learned through life that nothing is actually free because somebody is paying for what's being offered. If it is valuable, even if it's not valuable, if it is a object or service, somebody is putting in some type of time or money or you could even be losing value for something that is free. So what, here's what I mean by that. So let's say that all of a sudden one day, I want to give away um, five to 10 grams of gold to every single American. And I actually, the reason why is because I've got a massive asteroid that I'm mining, or I just found some more gold in the ocean. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna give it away. All right, so here's the thing about that. Not only will gold be devalued because of finding more of it in the ocean or on an asteroid or whatever, you would also be devaluing the gold itself by simply giving it away. The same concept goes for US dollars. Now, they've been devaluing the, the US dollar for a very long time, so it's really no different. Giving every American $1,000 instead of bailing out the airlines, to me, is a much better use of money. But here's the caveat with something like that. If this is a, like they say, a one-time deal, I think that could be fine. Now, there will be consequences to the valuation of the money supply, but that's, like I said, that's been going on for a very long time and it's not gonna stop now. However, if they continue to give away money between a thousand to six thousand dollars and it never stops, this is essentially going to give people the perception that they are getting uh, more dollars, but they won't understand that they're having less and less value. And if this is the way that they plan on injecting, you know, thousands of dollars into the consumer economy, then this will 
rapidly devalue the dollar even more. So while you're getting your $1,000, which you think right now seems like, seems pretty great. $1,000 seems great. $1,000 seemed even greater 30 years ago, um, even 10 years ago. But while you're getting your $1,000, you are consistently getting devalued money that could be 800 the next year, $600 the next year after that, $400. And then this is in value, by the way. You're getting a thousand, but you're getting less value. So while you think you are getting a great deal, you're really being suppressed financially through the devaluation of the currency. Now this happens all the time, but it also creates a reliance on this, on this free money that you're receiving. So that's obviously only if they continue to keep giving out money, assuming that they don't repeal the regulations that would allow for the money to be given away in the first place. But again, I, I'm, I'm really torn between these two caveats and the pros of giving away money, but I think ultimately I'd rather have that money in the hand of the people at least one time than I would with the, the airlines. Of course, the airlines are going to get bailed out anyways. Uh, that's just how this works. Whenever these, these companies or banks ask for a little bit of help, uh, the government sim simply thinks that they're too big to fail. And the way a true free market would work, by the way, is if you let these airlines fail and they all just collapse off the grid, okay, well, we, we lost, you know, four or five good airlines or we, we, what we thought they were good, but they didn't know how to manage a simple balance sheet. So let's find out some companies that do. Oh, here, uh, Mr. Billionaire over here wants to start his own airline company and, and he probably knows how to manage a balance sheet. Well, let's see if he survives. And if he does, he'll probably provide quality service. If he does not provide quality service, then he will die out just like the other airlines will. This is how the free market economy works. But when you do not allow for a free market economy, you are subsidizing or you are allowing for piss poor quality of the market just so you can prop them up and you're either too scared to allow for them to fail or there's other reasons. We won't really get into the other reasons, but for all five airlines that are gonna get bailed out to have spent 96% of all their profits on stock buybacks, that should really concern you and should make you do some more digging into these airlines. But I digress. So what else is happening in the world besides, you know, giving away free money in the US. Well, like I said before, Hong Kong is also doing the same thing. They have actually already given away 1300 US dollars worth of Hong Kong dollars. Of course, this is a relief measure that aims to boost the consumption and relieve the economy considering their deficit. Now, this was actually posted this is actually on February 26th. So they were probably going to do this regardless of if coronavirus had hit or not. But because of coronavirus, now they have a very good convenient reason to do so. And that has to do with the HSBC bank. And we won't talk about that in this episode, but definitely check into the HSBC bank going under or possibly going under and you might understand more about that. So the European Central Bank announces massive stimulus plan to calm the markets. The ECB is going to buy up 750 billion euros worth of securities and bonds. So what they can do is essentially say, okay, we're going to quote, help the economy by buying up all these sweet deals 
and profiting once we know we prop the economy back up because we bought all this at the lowest prices. That's how this works. They are buying back bonds and securities at the lowest prices, and they're using their printed money to do so, okay? So you can't print money off if you wanted to. That's not how it works for you. You, if you do that, that's counterfeit, right? But, but the European Central Bank can do whatever they want. They can print off money, and then right after that, they can buy bonds and securities at the lowest prices that you could also buy, but you don't get to print your money off. And that's the difference. And when you're a central bank, you can do whatever you want. And it's a, it's a shame that this is how these things work, but it is. Uh, Japan is also going to be handing out cash to households and their stimulus package. So they're looking at sending out more than $276 billion, which is about 30 trillion yen, which is quite crazy. They also want to roll back Japan's 10% sales tax. And of course, they're going to do the same thing as the European Central Bank and buy back Japanese government bonds, Japanese government bonds. So here's the here's the plan. When they say stimulus package, what they mean is, well, the economy's crashed. So what we're going to do is we're going to print off money and we're going to use that money to buy back uh, securities or bonds. So essentially, that's how these things work. Japan is doing the same thing. European Central Bank is doing the same thing. Of course, the US is doing the exact same as well. For instance, the in the U.S., the New York Fed pledges to offer one trillion U.S. dollars a day in overnight repo loans. So I want to go in, into depth on what repo loans are and what it means. So the definition of a repo loan is essentially it's a repurchase agreement, and it allows the sale of a security to another party with the promise that it'll be purchased again later at a higher price, the buyer also earns interest. So in the case of a repurchase agreement being a sell slash buyback type of loan, the seller acts as the borrower and the buyer as the lender. The collateral refers to the securities sold, which usually originate within the government. Repo loans provide quick liquidity. So essentially what they're doing is they're offering $500 billion in the morning, $500 billion in overnight repo loans, which are essentially buying back of government securities, which is also the equivalent of lending this money, of being the lender. And this is the largest amount that they have ever done in repo loans in one day. It's just going to get worse. It's not going to get any better. Of course, the interest rate for the Federal Reserve has also been slashed to near zero in what is a massive, massive drop. That's 100 base points or 1%. The market has tanked since that time. In fact, the Dow dropped almost 3,000 points on Monday, which was March 16th. And funny enough, Bitcoin actually held its value on one of the worst days in the Dow history. I thought that was pretty pretty crazy because if I expected a collapse of Bitcoin through the bottom of 3,800 and straight to, you know, 2,000, 1,000, like a lot of these people are claiming, I would have assumed that Bitcoin would have went straight through on a 3,000 point decline, especially if that's the worst since 1987. But that's not what happened. In fact, Bitcoin's actually been trading within a range of about 5,500 to 48, 4,900, and has not really traded outside of that range since being collapsed on March 12th, all the way down to 3,800 on the 13th. So Bitcoin seems to be holding up pretty well. Gold is actually negative. It's actually not trading too well 
either oil prices could fall below zero. So what does that mean? So crude oil is about to get a an overwhelming global storage. And this means that there's going to be a massive supply injection. And apparently some Wall Street analysts are saying it could go below zero. So right now it's trading around $20 a barrel. This level hasn't been seen since April 2002, by the way. And apparently oil prices can go negative, which would mean that they would pay you for buying oil. <laughs> that is quite crazy. But anyways, guys, that is the end of this episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed this bonus episode. There's going to be a lot more to talk about as the weeks go on. I don't think this is the end of it. I think the economy is probably going to get much, much worse before it gets any better. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps us up for this episode of the Modern Markets Podcast. If you did enjoy this episode, make sure to rate, follow us on whatever platform you are using to listen, and tell your friends if they want to know more about the global markets. And if you're interested in checking out the newsletter that I use for my research in this podcast episode, you can find the newsletter at modernmarkets.substack.com. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Modern Markets Podcast with your host, Titan. Don't forget to reach out to us. Some of the best ideas we get are from our listeners. And sign up for our free newsletter that comes out every Wednesday. We tackle some of the hardest hitting stories in banking, fintech, and decentralized payment systems.